Hello and welcome to episode 3, C3 Church Wellington's AMA, Ask Me Anything. My name is Ray Heron and joining me, I say joining me, but thank you very much for having me in your home, in your nice warm lounge, uh, on this chilly Wellington evening, Pastor Steve Hinton. Ray, it's awesome to be doing this again, let's go for it. Two questions this week, well two main questions, but part one of two, animal, vegetable or mineral? Person, place, or thing. Are we what? Dictionary. Or? Yeah, we are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it wiggles. How many? How many syllables? Sea. Two syllables. Three. Two syllables. Three. Okay. Sounds like. What is the church? How would you define the church? The church. Oh yeah, great question. And look, this is one that I think even we, when I say we, those that are following Jesus, those that are part of a church community, I still think we get our lang- language a bit wrong, and that kind of creates. Um, I guess some uh, misinterpretation or misunderstanding of what the church is. So the church, for for one, is not a building. So the church is not that lovely steeple, stained glass windows. No, that's that's the building in which the church meets. The gorgeous reverb. Yeah. Hey, look, I love all those high things. vaulted ceilings. Come on, beautiful pews. You know. Um, uh, but that's that's not the church, and uh, and so. First of all, so the church is not a building. It's also not a, a religious organization. So it's, it's, it's not a system or, uh, you know, it's, it's not this holy huddle of religious do-gooders. The church is the people of God when they gather together. So the way I like to think about it is you've got Christian or a Christian or a follower of Jesus. I love the lang- that language, follower of Jesus. Um and think of them as the single, the singular. And then when we come together, when we all come together and we gather together, we, uh, it's now the, like the plural. We've come together and we are now the church. In fact, the word church, which has been translated from the Greek writings of the New Testament, came from the Greek word ecclesia, which simply meant the gathering of God's people. So it's in the coming together that when the followers of Jesus they come together, they become the church and uh, the church visible. <laughs> and uh, because there's also a definition of the church being all of the people of God who uh, throughout time uh, is like the invisible church. And that's, I think we're kind of, you know, pushing our minds a bit here. But the point being is when we gather together as Christians, as followers of Jesus, we're now the church. And so when we're saying we're going to church on Sunday, and I say this, and we catch ourselves using, using this language, but when I say I'm going to church on Sunday. I'm actually, it doesn't really make a lot of sense when you look at the original language. I'm going to people on Sunday wouldn't, it's it's kind of what I'm saying. And so really I'm going to gather with the church would be the correct language that we should be using. And the other thing, Ray, talking about the writings of the Bible and this word ecclesia, it's interesting that when Luke, the doctor or the physician Luke, he wrote the, uh, the, the book hang on, of, hang on, who's Luke? So Luke was a doctor or a physician. He was an early convert to Christianity. He was not one of Jesus' disciples, but he was an early convert to Christianity. And he wanted to write the accounts of the disciples, the accounts of Jesus and the, and the eyewitness accounts of the disciples. And so he interviewed them all. So you'll find that the Gospel of Luke, because uh, if you go back to our previous um, uh, episode two. And if you haven't listened to it, go listen to it. Yeah, it was plug. Bible Studies 101. Come on now. So the four Gospels, one is the, is the Gospel of Luke. Now, so Luke wrote um, by interviewing 
all of the eyewitnesses and gathering all of the all of the information and then putting this really concise uh, um, gospel together. His gospel is the longest of all the gospels. Well, he also wrote the book of Acts. So you've got the following of Jesus and then you've got the start of the church. So the Acts of the Apostles or the Acts of the Early Church. Uh, and so as Luke's writing, he's describing the way that the Roman uh, the Roman occupation of the Roman government or the, the, the Roman rulers were describing the early Christians, this, the early church, and they were described as the way. And so they weren't even, they'd even, they weren't called Christians at that time. Uh, it was simply, they were called the way because what was so profound about this group of Christ followers, these, 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 these people that were following the teachings of this, this Jesus, it was the way they lived. Which was so in uh, so countercultural at the time, and so initially they weren't we weren't called Christians. It was called the way because of the way they lived. So one of the ways of the way was they would gather together. It says in Acts chapter two daily, and they would share a meal together. They would pray together. They would study the uh, the writings of the apostles, uh, the teachings of Jesus, and then they would they would go to the temple and pray. But they were together doing and had all things in common it says so there was a sense of community the sense of togetherness and that is i think the greatest way and the greatest sense of definition of what the church is that's not too dissimilar then then to not just meeting on a sunday with c3 wellington but the collective groups and everything that we kind of partake in and and doing life together it's not really that different is it no look this is the uh look there's not a lot of formula i think one thing i do like i do love about um, the Bible is that it, it does it is prescriptive, and it is, and it is also descriptive. But the prescription of when you're reading it is is not to hem you in to a set code or a set way of doing things that there's that, that it won't that it won't allow uh, it to evolve and change as culture evolves and changes. Now, truth is timeless, but the way that truth is permeated or, or, or meshed through culture. Um, the, the Bible allows that. And so what I love that, uh, you know, is that we get to figure out what it means to be the church in 2018 in Wellington. But some of those timeless truths still remain. And one of those is that we are called to do life together, to gather together, to be a community. In fact, uh, just this week, uh, you, you and you and your lovely wife who are expecting a child very soon and uh, – I just want to plug one more time. Steve is a very strong, manly name. If you're still on a hunt for a good, good men, good men's name, no comment. <laughs> um, and you guys are looking at shifting, and you put out on the uh, on our on our church communications page. Can anyone give you a hand? And I think how many people you've got already? Overwhelming response. It yeah. really was. That's community, right? It was. That's community, um, and that's and that's really important that we're not just rubbing shoulders on one day a week, but we're actively involved in each other's life. And that was the example when the church was birthed, when the, and, and that's the example that we ought to follow. I think uh, no man is an island, and to... Good, good, they came from uh, the Hugh Grant movie about a boy. Just about by a the boy. By the boy. Come on. And and we're, we're better off together. You know, isolation uh, is, is a terrible thing, and uh, companionship is a beautiful thing. And community is a wonderful thing. And so when, you know, as, as the church, we're not just gathering once a week uh, on a Sunday. We're trying to encourage each other into deeper, meaningful relationships um, that matter. 
Not that I want to get too deep on the uh, collectives at this present point in time and turn this podcast into an ad. <laughs> but uh, last week, uh, one of the collectives, uh, Young Adults, YA, Donna Kebabs, man, they look good. Yeah, come on. Look, I, I, every time I see what the young adults are up to, I just, I just feel so stink that I'm 42 years old and can't go. I hear you. So, you know, I'm, um, I have FOMO and... Yeah, this one with the donor kebabs, um, massive FOMO. So if you're 18 to 30 <laughs> and uh, you're listening to this in 2019, I'm sorry, they've already been eaten. <laughs> but uh, anyway, get along to that. Right. Well, that kind of tops off uh, what is the church? Part one of two. Part two. Why are there so many different variations of church? I mean, on the way here, I live in Lower Hutt, you live in Upper Hutt. Yeah. I'm sure I passed about 15. You would have passed a lot. There's a lot of churches in, in the Hutt Valley. If, if I could be so bold and just bring out a game, a ship came into harbour carrying domina- denominations of church in alphabetical order. I'll Ooh. start with Anglican. Ooh, okay, A, so B, uh, Baptist. Catholic. Oh, you're fast. <laughs> a D, I'm, I'm out. I'm, I'm tapped out. I know there's Lutheran, Seventh-day Adventist. How many more can we name? Oh, gosh, Methodist. Presbyterian. What's the difference between them all? Why, why are there so many different churches? There are, uh, there's a lot, and we haven't even really scratched the surface, have we? No. Yeah, so good question. Why are there so many? Um, look, I guess you could ask the same question about so many things in life, couldn't you? Why are there so many varieties of shoes? Why are there so many restaurants? Why are there so many clothing outlets or fill-in-the-blank, right? I think the first thing is because uh, there is there is preference and there is style, and people gravitate to certain things. Again, what I said before about the truth being timeless is it is true. Truth is timeless, but the way that it is presented can can uh, d- d- determine is, can be determined on your audience, right? So contextualizing it to the audience, and so it would be. Uh, I think it's a good thing that we're not trying to do it in one way. Uh, that there are lots of different, um, I guess, let's call it options. Uh, some some are more c- contemplative and reserved. Uh, some are, are more reverent. Uh, you know, it's, it's by nature, there's just there's just a lot of variation in the way that the truth is presented and therefore capturing certain audiences. Uh, so that's the first thing I'd say is that really it's stylistic. A lot of it is stylistic. Um, I think when you scrape all of that away, you get to the bare bones. For the, the bulk of what, you know, of the denominations or the styles we just mentioned, they all stand, are all built on the same foundation, the same gospel, the same truth. It's just they look a little bit different based on Let's call it preference. And there are some, when I say the word theological differences, theology is the study of God. So theological differences would be just our interpretation of certain beliefs or certain uh, where we land on some things. But these are normally minor. In other words, we all believe in the uh, deity of Jesus Christ and his bodily uh, existence and his death, burial and resurrection. Uh, These things we agree upon. We're not, we're not, you know, and so therefore... We're, we're, we're on the same team. We're, we're family. Now, we might disagree on lesser areas of theology, and that doesn't matter. You know, that's not a deal breaker. It's, it's, we're, not, we're, not, we're not saying you're a heretic because you don't, you know, line up here and, you know, we're not, we're not there at all. Uh, so there are some, some, some beliefs that I will die for. <laughs> there are some I'll take a paper cut for. <laughs> and, and, and so it's okay to disagree and it's okay to land somewhere else. So you mentioned there was uh, there were lots of different churches, different ways of saying things. Some were, um, I guess, more fundamentalist. One 
quite loud way of saying it is the way that C3 Church Wellington says it. <laughs> loud. That is that is absolutely true. We do say things loud. Loud and rocking at times. Yeah, come on. Um, let's talk about specifically how C3 does things on a Sunday morning and afternoon. Yeah, so I, I guess the question is what kind of church are we? Yeah? Yes. Uh, and great question. You know, at first I, I, I could talk about um, theological stuff. I don't. I don't think I really want to. I think what I'd rather talk about is just um, uh, the heartbeat of it, right? So, uh, for us, it's about. For me, it's about taking the uh, the gospel um, of Jesus Christ and uh, identifying and understanding the culture in which you are involved in and part of. We're in. It's 2018. We're in Wellington, New Zealand. Currently in Upper Hut, <laughs> and then so f- so what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to mesh the truth of God's word through the context in which we find ourselves to get the method of the methodology of what we do. The method in which what we do can always change, and it always should change. The way that we communicate nowadays is not the same as the way we communicated even ten years ago. Well, I have noticed a distinct lack of church notice board. Yeah, we don't have church notice boards or bulletins. No, uh, you know. Uh, there are a lot of things that have you just got to keep. So the idea is that you, you keep rolling the truth of God's word through the culture in which you find yourself to land on what the church is. And so the church and, and the way that the church contextualizes itself to the culture you're in. So that's the first thing. So the reason we do that is because it's important that the message is received. And the message is received when it's presented in a relevant manner. In other words, you need to understand the language of of the people of your generation and be able to communicate the message in a language that they can hear it. Hence why we're doing AMA podcasts. So, And we don't run a notice board or a bulletin board. Mm. We do, we have Slack, mm. which is our church communication uh, set up. Yeah, that's right. So we have an internal ch- church communications on an, on, a, on an app so that we can all stay in contact with one another throughout the week, uh, things like that. So there are lots of uh, little systems and things that we use or, or you know, technology, technology that we grab onto. But ultimately, we're trying to present the gospel of Jesus Christ in a manner that the, our, our culture can receive it. So that's the first thing I'd like to say around um, being relevant. Um, because the uh, mission of the church is to reach lost people. The mission of the church is for people to encounter the love of Jesus. The mission of the church is to grow the family of God. And if if, if the message gets lost in in its archaic style or in a, in, a, in a method that no longer seems relevant, then the very mission of the church fails. And so it's really important that we do that. That's the first thing. The second thing is C3, we label ourselves as a Pentecostal church. So we get that from, again, from the book of Acts in chapter 2, which is the day of Pentecost. The day of Pentecost was 50 days after the Passover. Jesus was crucified on the Passover. He said to his disciples, go and wait for the Holy Spirit. I'm sending you a helper. I'm sending you, I'm sending you the Holy Spirit, but just go and wait. And then he, Jesus ascended to heaven, and they went and they waited. There was uh, Israelites that had just been dispersed all over the known the known kingdom because of the Roman Roman rule and it meant that free travel and people would just get out and so not everyone was just there anymore just in Israel they're all over the place but they'd come back but they'd come back speaking different languages and because they'd been you know assimilated in the culture that they were of the day and of wherever they were and so the Holy Spirit turned up in, in power and this was Jesus said in Acts one eight that when I'm sending you the Holy Spirit and the Holy Spirit will come on you with power and you'll become my witnesses uh, to Jerusalem where they were, to Judea, the, the, 
the surrounding area and to Samaria and to the ends of the earth. So I'm very thankful for that because New Zealand is at the ends of the earth. And so I'm grateful that the Jesus word of the gospel going forth has made it here and I was able to hear the good news of, of, of the gospel. But I'm pretty sure it was always going to make it to Wellington, but in Vicargill and, and Well, Bluff. you know, we're still wondering if it has it got, has it got that far. Shout I out. can hear them <laughs> screaming from here. Shout out to C3 in Vicargill. Dave and Shree Ross doing a fantastic job down there. Um, so, yeah, so look, uh, so we're a Pentecostal church. We believe in the power of God via the Holy Spirit. We believe that we're called to live powerful lives. We believe that the miraculous signs and wonders that follow the the uh, the apostles, that follow the followers of Jesus, that they are still uh, happening this, to this day. The same the same Spirit that raised Jesus from the dead. Look, I'm getting preachy now. <laughs> the same Spirit that raised Jesus Christ from the dead resides in us, and we are we have God within us, and and that 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 God can move through us, and so we can see people healed, and we can see miraculous signs and wonders, and and. Uh, and so we live a power. We can live empowered by God uh, to 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 uh, to live out the purpose of God on our lives. And so, you know, I, no matter what's where you find yourself in life, no matter what you face, no matter what brokenness you've walked through, the power and presence of God is there to heal it, to redeem it, to restore it, and to set you on a path of purpose, of destiny, of fulfillment and calling. And so we are a Holy Spirit empowered church, and uh, that uh, that. That can, you know, and some make some people feel uncomfortable, you know, um, when the when the, when the, when, the, when God moves, and uh, things start happening, it can, it can make us feel, uh, it can make people feel a little bit uncomfortable. And so, what we don't, we don't, what we don't want to do is alienate people. Uh, so it's important that we are thoughtful and help, you know, I guess educate and and um, and bring people along on the journey, you know, with us, but. You know, we believe in the power of God, man. But along with that, we also believe that people are the true riches. You know, that that the only thing that leaves this earth, the only thing that, that lasts, I guess, forever is, is, is us, is, is people. And so we're, we're strongly about people and, 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 and having a, an, open, um, an open door. In fact, when we launched C3, Hut City originally, a year and a half ago, we launched with this phrase, come as you are. I love that phrase. It's a good song too. Well, it was a good song. And that does bring me back to my grunge days. Uh, but come as you are, you know, and, and because so much of what people misunderstand or misinterpret church as, is this place for religious do-gooders that think they're perfect. With the old dude and the white smock up the front. Yeah, they think they've got it all together and they're self-righteous and they, you know, but fact is we can all see the hypocrisy and so people don't want to have a bar of that but the truth is is that we're all on an equal playing field none of us are perfect and that perfection is not the uh the goal here jesus was perfect because we can't be so it's not perfection is after it's devotion it's the heart so we want to create an atmosphere where people can come and find a place where they're accepted loved uh championed believed in and um and I, I do love that about C3 Wellington specifically, that you can walk in there. It doesn't matter whether you're old, young, you're bald, you've got hair, you've got dreads, black, white, orange, purple. Come as you are. Yeah. Yeah. The, the, the bottom line is at the deepest core of our identity, son and daughter of God. And if he, if Jesus says you're worthy of my blood and I love you just as you are, then the church ought to. Love you the same way. 
Well, that pretty much wraps up the two questions that I had for this particular episode. Pastor Steve Hinton, thank you very much. Oh, my, my pleasure. Many ways to get in touch with C3 Church Wellington. The easiest is probably the website, c3churchwellington.nz. If you have a question that you would like an answer to, but maybe you want to ask it anonymously, that's perfectly fine. Get in touch with us through the website, c3churchwellington.nz or uh, any of the social media channels, facebook.com forward slash c3churchwellington. Send it through to us and I'm the one that will ask it. So we'll find out an answer as soon as we possibly can. Get those questions through. Thanks, Pastor Steve. Hey man, it's, it's absolutely my pleasure.